Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Good morning, everyone. It's not school. You don't all say it back to me. So as Pastor Miles has said, we are in week two of our series, Sell Out, and we are going to have a little conversation this morning. Hopefully, you can glean something from it. Hopefully, you'll be able to pull something out of our experiences and our wisdom and and hopefully, more, more importantly, that the Holy Spirit would speak through us this morning. So before we get started, we're just going to pray and then sit back, relax and enjoy the movie. All right. Thank you, Lord God. You are so worthy of all praise and all honour and all glory. We pray, Lord, that this morning you would speak through us, that your presence would be among us and that anything that you would like to to share to your people today would come through us now. And Lord, we just pray for great community and great connection. And um, for anyone who may not know you in this building today, Lord, we just pray that these words and the things that we're about to talk about would resonate with them, Lord, and that you would continue to reveal yourself to them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So, it's us. We're going to have a little chat about worship, basically, and, and who do we worship? Because a lot of the time, I find, especially if you've been a believer or a Christian for a long time, sometimes we can get a little bit of a blurred line about who we worship and where we spend our time and really who becomes the main focus. So we're going to have a um, a conversation about that today and we're going to focus really heavily, well, not really heavily, but we're going to focus on the book of Daniel and what we can learn and what we have learned through our studies this week about worship in the book of Daniel. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But boys, how about we introduce ourselves? We'll start with you, Terry. Um, hello, my name is Terry. Um, I am a youth leader here and um, <laughs> I've been here for, this will be my 12th year at this church. Wow. Um, and I come from a family where I'm the youngest of two older brothers and that family actually isn't Christian yet, but hopefully. Yet, keyword. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. That's great. And who have we got here? Awesome, Terry. Um, hi, everyone. Can you hear me all? Uh, cool. Thanks, Ben. Back in the back there. Don't we have an amazing team here? They're just awesome. Um, my name is Rob, Rob Jennings. Um, I've been in this church uh, uh, just on nine years. Um, I hold a, a number of volunteer positions. Um, One of them, you may have seen me waving at you madly as you drive in the driveway when you come into church. Um, I love serving. Um, um, I was born in Zimbabwe, so I'm from Africa. I spent the first 20 years of my life in Africa. Uh, Grew up there and was educated. Um, I, um, I love animals. I love dogs and horses particularly. But uh, my all-time favourite wild animal is the lion. And just love lions. I could basically adopt them all and bring them home (laughs) and live with me. Just need a lot of cattle to feed them. (laughs) But um, one of the things that you may not know about me is I have a twin sister. Um, She lives in England and she's just an amazing uh, sister who I dearly love. And that's – I have a son and a daughter. And and they're awesome too. So that's – pretty much me for the for the moment amazing 
And for those of you who didn't get it, I'm Paige. With my beautiful husband, we run our YA. And um, a lot of those guys congregate in the evenings. So if you do want to come and ruffle some feathers, sit in their seats, that sort of thing, the 5 p.m. is a wonderful service that you should come and really get amongst. <laughs> we need some wisdom in there. <laughs> All right, well, we might get into it. Before we get into it, I think it would benefit us to have a quick look into the book of Daniel. If you've not read it before, basically an overarching theme or an overarching point to the book of Daniel would boil down to this. Now, I have stolen this from the Bible Society video, so if it sounds familiar, I am not this good, right? (laughs) So the point of Daniel is that basically the book of Daniel paints a, um, it paints a pattern of humanity or a pattern of, of human beings and then it encourages us with a promise from God. So remember those two words. It's a pattern and a promise. The pattern is that when human beings, us, decide that we don't need the kingdom of God or that we don't need God or that we're above God or that we're better than God or we decide that power is so good and, and we ourselves would like to gain too much control and become God. Um, The book of Daniel shows us that basically that doesn't end up well, that we turn into pretty much the worst kind of ourselves. The the book of Daniel refers to us as beasts. Um, And I'm sure that we can probably think of some examples in our world of of now where, where people have decided to walk away from God and have turned into really the worst version of themselves. So the book of Daniel talks about that and it shows us lots of examples of that happening through various kings and various dreams. But then it also comes through with an amazing encouragement, which is the promise that um, God will one day confront the beast and then he will rescue his world. And we see that a lot through the book of Daniel and we'll talk about that. Um, throughout our our chat today but so those are the two things I want you to remember though if you remember anything from the book of Daniel it's that it's a pattern so we can see the pattern of society we can see the pattern of where we go without God but we also see the promise that God will always return for us yeah all right beautiful we shall begin we're going to open up with some very basic Terry what is worship to you how do we see it through the book of Daniel? What do you reckon? Um, so the way I would, if I were to give a one-liner about worship, would just be that it's submission to God. Yeah. Um, and that, but that can come in like so many different ways. Um, but I think one of the first aspects, the way you can look at it, is worship is putting God first and loving God. Yeah. And actually part of that means not loving the world. So... I don't know, the way I see it is, um, like, Jesus says it himself. He says, don't be part of the world. Like, don't be of the world. Um, and you can't love the world over Jesus. So it's like God over the world first. Um, and I think it's so obvious in Daniel when it comes to the boys, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The and they're asked to <laughs> um, bow down to the image of Nebuchadnezzar. Like, the whole society is telling him, bow down. Otherwise, you'll be thrown into the furnace. And then they just don't, right? Like, they choose God over what the world tells them to do. And, and it's not like they went, like, out of their way, led a protest and was like, don't 
don't worship this like image. They were just so graceful about it. And it wasn't until they were like caught out that they were just so bold in their faith. They were like, uh, they're like, as long as we don't have to bow down, it's okay. If we burn in the furnace, that's okay. Mm. We just don't want to stand for what you stand for. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to do with our faith. Um, first and foremost, just lifting God, always just straight up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. It is great. I agree. Um, I love, though, that <laughs> ironically you said that they didn't stage a protest. Like it wasn't like, hey, everyone, watch me. I'm not doing what the king says. Like they were very like, I'm just going to go about my life. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to worship my God. And if so be it that that throws me into a fiery furnace, then that's just the way it is. But then what happens? Well, thankfully, they are rescued from the furnace by big dog Jesus. Uh, you know, he's... <laughs> my language is very... My vocabulary is very weird, so you're going to have to stay with me here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so Nebuchadnezzar looks into the fire and is like, whoa, who's that guy over there? Wait a second. That kind of looks like the son of God. And that's Jesus walking with the boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they're just chilling, not burnt at all. <laughs> so you would say that the promise has come through in this situation. That is correct. Hey, told you. <laughs> I love it. That's brilliant. And I love that you're, um, it's not overcomplicated, your version of worship. Would you say that? Well, I yeah, like that is probably like the main part. Um, I would say you can like break it down further. Like I do think that when you put God first, the second part which has to follow is obedience. Um, and that's basically everywhere in the book of Daniel. Um, they just stand like up so boldly like to Nebuchadnezzar who literally tortures people and kills people. And and you can see that, especially when Daniel first arrives in Babylon. Yeah. He um, is forced to basically change all of his life. They ask him to change his name. They ask him to change his education. Yes. And well, they don't even ask. They basically force him, right? Well, he becomes a part of the king's court, right? Yeah. 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 And then the first thing he does is he says he resolves himself, which... In quite literally means he puts it on his heart to not defile himself with the king's food. Mm. And that yeah. word, like, he resolves, it's like, you know, he's basically kind of made the decision before it even happens, and he's put it on his heart, so it's not just a, like, a mental fortitude battle kind of thing, it's a spiritual battle. And I think that's, like, a very important part of worship. It's a process where you, um, like, continually battle against spirits and seek God first. Yeah, incredible. Rob, why do you think it's important for us to be so aware of that? So Terry's just sort of talked about it's, it's a spiritual battle, it's, mm. it's something that you're really intentional about. Mm. Why do you think that's important to be aware of this? And do you see that as somewhat like a spiritual discipline? Worship is a spiritual discipline or... 
Is it a part of who you are as a Christian? What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, um, Terry did such a good job. I reckon I could go home right now. But <laughs> uh, he stole all my stuff, but anyway. <laughs> no, you did a great job there, Terry. Um, why is it important? Um, to me, it's important to give thanks and gratitude. Uh, to, so worship is important, to give thanks and gratitude, to remember the one who saved me. And worship, for me, connects me to God. Um, in terms of spiritual discipline and in terms of is it a part of who you are, for me, I think it is actually a bit of both. Okay. Um, so when it comes to discipline, uh, and Terry did, did touch on this, I think worship is, is, um, is part of a, a, a spiritual discipline and a part of everyday life. But when thinking about worship as a spiritual discipline, I can boil it down into one word, and that's obedience. And, um, and worship can be found in acts of obedience, like doing God's will, for example, for giving someone a trespass. Um, a key scripture for me uh, is when Jesus spoke to his disciples in John 14 and said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So when you're obedient and you keep God's commandments, that is a form of worship. Um, but worship to me is very much part of everyday life. And again, Terry very aptly touched on this as well. It's really you're going out and you're coming in and every day your, your reactions. So um, excuse me if I read some of this because these are notes I've put. But, uh, um, but just to get these points out, um, you know, worship can be found in everyday life. For example, when you put Jesus first, that's worship. When you're humble, when you humble yourself, that's, that is a form of worship. When you give of yourself and serve others, that's worship. When you love people, that's worship. When you work, when you work diligently in a job as if you're working for Jesus, that's worship. Uh, you're demonstrating that. Uh, when you read the word of God and meditate on it to seek to understand it even more, that's worship. When you praise God and thank him with a genuine heart and appreciate, appreciate him, that's worship. So, and also, when you hang out with God all day and you're in communion with him and you're aware of his 24-7 um, presence, that's worship. It becomes sort of a lifestyle. And, and this sort of thing develops over a lifestyle. Believe me, I would have loved to have been like this now, but it's, it's taken me a lot of years to get here. It, it starts off small like a mustard seed, and over time it grows into a huge tree. Um, and, and, and again, here's some thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm very much in tune with what Terry was saying. Uh, when you put Jesus first, you'll never come second. And that's a, that's a pretty cool thought because when you put him first, you, you, you'll never come second. Never heard that. And um, that's one that I came up with. And <laughs> I'm just yeah. stealing stuff. And, this guy's actually... And the, know, know your God. You know, give attention. So know your God, and this is key. When you know your God, you can trust Him. Give attention to His truth. Set yourself to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God. And here's some scriptures that I remind myself. Um, Proverbs fourteen eight is the wisdom of the prudent give thought to their ways. That's from the NIV, and. Um, so, you know, before you do something, really give thought to your ways, you know. But Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or the beginning of wisdom. Mm. 
And from Micah 6, 8, the Lord wants us to do justly, um, to humble ourselves and to walk humbly with God. And so that's basically where I, where I sit with it. It's an everyday thing, but it's, there, is a, there is an intentionality about it as well. Absolutely. I think you echo Romans 12 verses 1 to 2 really beautifully. Now I'm reading the, the message version here. And it says, says so, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. So that means that when we worship, we're worshiping God, but God is so incredibly gracious that he allows his Holy Spirit to be with us, right? So whilst we're worshiping him, he's still helping us. And I think that's beyond, beyond grace right there. But it says, here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him, which is incredible. And I think that's basically what you just said, wrapped up in a, in a Bible verse. So um, that, oh, it's just good. I, Prash was like, so make sure you add on to what then. I'm like, I've got nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really good. It's really good. I think um, worship can sometimes, I was listening to a sermon this week about worship and this guy got up on the platform and he absolutely reamed everyone. He was like, oh, I don't like it when I get up on church and the worship ends and they say, now that we've finished worship, like when the singing ends, sorry, like when the singing section of the, the, the services end and they've gone, now we've finished worship, we can move on. And the guy goes, finished worship? What are you talking about? Like Ellie getting up and trans- transitioning or, you know, is just as much worship as Anna and Caleb and Billy up here. Like us right now is just as much worship as any other part of the service. When you sit down and have your quiet time, that is just as much worship as Hillsong standing on a stage preaching to thousands of people. You know what I mean? So I love that you guys are bringing this down to its most basic form, that being with Jesus, obedience to Jesus, and living your life in a way that, one, he's prescribed, but he's, that's also honouring to him and not buckling to societal norms, you know, it says to be renewed by your mind, that um, that is worship. Would we agree? Do you guys agree? Excellent. We're with the right people here. All right, we're going to move on change directions a little bit um, to more of a, I guess, a personal upbringing type thing. Terry, tell us, how has worship or your worship been affected by your view of God or the things that have happened in your life? Does it change? Does it not change? Does it change based off of the blessings you receive or don't receive? Tell us about that. Um, Yeah, so for me... I think, um, like, quite often we can base our worship, obviously, on, on our experience of God and whether we've encountered him and how much we've encountered him. Um, and for me, there was, like, this one and a game-changing verse which really, like, changed my perspective a lot. And it's in James 1, 2. And it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. Um, and for me, when I, I guess, was like trying to talk to God 
and he wasn't always rocking up when I wanted him to. Um, I kind of figured like with and with all the like other maybe suffering which I've gone through, like it's actually, I don't know, really humbled me to think, hold on, this suffering which I've gone through, like maybe God is using this to grow me. And for me, that's a privilege to think that, like, our God in heaven, the most powerful person in the world, wants to shape me into someone he can use more. Yeah. And I think that's where that joy comes from, like, that joy of, like, sweet. I can be used by God. Like, (laughs) he can use me to change other people's lives. He can, like, he's growing me as a person. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I guess, the main thing which... um, gets me going. Um, and there was this other time um, when I was a youth student where my youth pastor said t- something to me which was also kind of a game changer. And it was during this time where basically I'd never really encountered God before and I really wanted to like hear his audible voice, hear him speak to me, like have him encounter me. And he said to me, um, faith is like a muscle and when you work a muscle out, like at the gym, um, what happens is the, like, the fibers or something, I don't know, <laughs> in your muscles, like, break, and then they reform back stronger. So even though he wasn't answering me in that moment, I felt like God was testing me. And that, you know, when it comes to the, the little things, if I can break through those, he's going to keep bringing bigger things to me. And mm. I know just to be patient and wait for him. Yeah, and that there's so many ways that we can hear from God, hey? Yeah. 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 Incredible. All right, we're going to move on quickly so we don't keep these guys here all day with us. Um, Onto our our last little thought, which is, Rob, for you, what what is a successful... What is successful worship? What in your lifestyle makes you feel like, yeah? Yeah. I'm on the right path. So when I was preparing for this and I was asked to do this, I thought, whoa, I've got to prepare. Um, question. <laughs> yeah, it was a good question. I, I started to think about it and I was, you know, meditating on it. And um, as I was working through it and looking at some scriptures and fleshing this whole thing out, um, basically I can encapsulate in, in like a, a, a single sentence, but I'd like to put a bit more meat to it if I can after that is being a friend of God yeah, well. would be what I, how I would sort of constitute a successful um, worship lifestyle. It's just being a friend of God. And for me, that means being aware of his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and this is really key. He's with us all the time, 24-7. He's always there. And even when I'm not thinking about him, God is there. And so I'm never alone. That's pretty, you know, for those, I'm single at the moment. Um, for those that are, are alone, you feel alone, but you're not really because you've got God with you. Um, he's always with me. And, and, and so hanging out with him on a daily basis and being in communion with him, uh, trusting God. So trusting God, loving God, loving people, these are all key giving all the gratitude and thanks and glory to God, walking humbly with confidence, knowing I'm loved and chosen by God, giving thanks to him at all times, through all seasons, through prayer and worship in my everyday life. So that to me constitutes uh, a sort of a a successful 
worship lifestyle. And in James, talking about friend of God, in James 2, 23, uh, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. And I think it's really wonderful that God calls us friend. Mm. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples in John 15, 14. He said, you are my friends mm. if you do what I command. And so when we look at the example of Daniel and his friends, they were unyielding and uncompromising in their faith in the world that they found themselves in. They were unyielding and uncompromising. They were very strong. They, 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 they were strong in their faith and in their beliefs and convictions, uh, to which the reason for all of this is they had dug deep foundations and built on the rock. And they showed ba bravery, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and conviction. And to put that in a nutshell, they were tough. Yeah. They were really tough. And, be, and the reason is because they knew their God. Yeah. They firmly resisted compromising their faith and they did not bow down to worship the man-made golden image. Mm -hmm. Really, uh, I think humbleness is, and loving God and loving people um, are the key things to being a great worship person. Amazing. Yeah. And do you notice he didn't say perfection? He didn't say doing everything right. Oh. He didn't say, you know, making sure that you do everything step by step. That doesn't constitute successful worship. He said being a friend, being a friend to God, which I think is, oh, it's just wonderful. Okay, that brings us to the end of our, um, our conversation here. If you guys could please kindly thank our wonderful gentleman for bringing such wisdom. And quickly, just before we close up this morning, I just want to make sure that if anyone has sat there in their seat and thought, hmm, I'd like to know what on earth they're talking about. Who is God? Who is Jesus? And how do I worship him? Well, I'll tell you who God is. God is the creator of this earth. He created you. He created me. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he wants to know you, to love you, and to save you and spend eternity with you. That's it. That's who God is. And if you're someone here today that feels like, all right, I'd like to know a little bit more, or I'd like to speak to someone about that, or I would like to even give my life to Christ. I've heard enough. You've got me. He's here. He's already in my heart. I'd like everyone to close their eyes. And if that's you, just raise your hand with me. I'll see it and you can put it straight back down and all we're going to do is pray. And if you'd like to come and talk to me afterwards, you're more than welcome. Or you can grab anyone. It doesn't really matter. Just say, I made a decision and I'd like someone to talk to about that. So if that's you, just pop your hand up and I can see it. No one else is looking. But how about we all pray together? Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Thank you, Father, that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. Thank you, Father, that you love us amongst everything in the world that is so incredible, that you've made so well. You still love us. And when we walk away from you, we still love. You still love us. So, Lord, I just pray that you would accept our cry and our plea to come and know you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we're going to come and... 
practice the version of singing worship. So if you would stand with us, I didn't want to say it, you know. <laughs> if you would stand with us, please, I know we're wearing masks, but sing, raise your hands and really worship our God this morning.